Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, and I go, can't go, but don't I hate to do it to our own station, but that thing about only one good thing from San Fran, well, not, not really true. There's the Metallica has been good in the last 30 years. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how they'd feel about being called from San Francisco. They're East Bay guys. <laughs> Plus, there is that Joe Montana guy. And then if you say, well, he doesn't count because he's not from there, well, then, Tom Brady. then there's that Tom Brady guy. <laughs> like, one way or the other, you get Brady, you get Montana. Uh, but I'll tell you what, neither of those quarterbacks is the uh, quarterback for the 49ers on Sunday. Instead, it'll be Brock Purdy. And that reality, in my opinion, gives the Eagles a heck of an, of an, of an advantage. All right, to talk more about it, let's welcome in the King, Howard Eskin. We always go from one King to the next there, Elvis to Howard. Howard brought to us by McGurk's Pub and Grill. Head over to one of their three locations for all of the birds' playoff action. Great food, quality drinks, awesome atmosphere. Go to McGurk'sPub.com, the King Howard. How you doing, Howard? Another day in paradise. And by the way, San Francisco also has a bigger bridge. Yeah, uh, and a very famous uh, one. <laughs> a couple. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I just, well, the one, the famous one is the yeah. Golden Gate Bridge. Yes, right? it is. Uh, obviously. But, yeah, they have some. And they have more baseball world championships than we do, too. So, yeah, not, if, not if you count the A's. A's got five. I'm laying claim, Howard. I'm laying claim. You, I, you're going back to the uh, Philadelphia A's? Well, I'm just trying to not give San Fran the advantage. I'm just saying, Connie Mack, man, it actually happens, you know, yeah, well, 5,000 years ago, but it's, it counts. Yeah, it's, it's all good. All right, all right Howard, <laughs> let, let, all let's good. get to it here. we got a lot to hit. Let's, let's start with the game, and I just want to get right to it. I, I believe – the two-and-a-half-point spread is disrespect to both the Eagles and primarily Hurts. I, I just think it's an incredible advantage to have Hurts over Purdy. Do you agree that the line is unusually short? No. I, again, you show how, how clueless you are when it comes. Do you think – think about this. There are what I, what I millions <laughs> and millions and millions of dollars yeah. bet on games. Do you think uh, that – you know, I forget the word you used earlier, uh, you know, Pretty. ridiculous or outrageous mm-hmm. or some stupid, some stupid analogy, uh, which doesn't surprise me with you. But the reality is they put those lines out. That's why it's called gambling. If it was that easy, well, that's all right. If you think it's that outrageous, then you should lay everything you got on the Eagles. And I think I like the Eagles, but I, I, it's a tough, it's a tough line and it's, it's a tough game, and it's a tough line. No, it's not outrageous. And it hasn't moved. It went from two to two and a half. That's because there's more Philadelphia money out there. But who knows what's going to happen? I think it's going to kind of settle. It'll, it won't go to three. Uh, if it does, it's going to bounce back. But no, Joe, you've got to understand why these lines are out there. It, it's all computers. It's not... It's not some person. Yeah, but Howard, it's, but it's how people are betting. I mean, the, the, the nation is saying where the odds makers put it is pretty much where it should be. It hasn't really moved Correct. much. Correct. And there's pretty sharp people out there that bet these games. Don't bet the, the 50 cents that you bet on a game. Uh, they're betting hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, well, they're wrong. What I'm telling you is they're wrong. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what. I don't want to see you go up against them, Joe, because you'd be out there on the street homeless because you'd lose everything. If you if you actually had to pick games and put money on it, just based on this ridiculous assumption of yours, I'm not saying the Eagles aren't going to win. I'm saying that line's a good, that's a solid, good line. The, the one that I don't understand is Cincinnati and Kansas City. It's a tough. It looks too easy to take Cincinnati. That's where I'm kind of wondering. But let's not get into that yet. Tell us uh, what's but, tell us what's going on with Avante Maddox. Well, he's going to try. I mean, that's a tough injury. That's a painful injury. And doctors don't – they're not like you, John. They didn't care about your body when you played. They just right. shot you up and just, hey, whatever happens if you fall apart in three years, who cares? Yeah. But they're really that's sensitive true. medically now with players. They're not going to shoot them up. Uh, you know, I don't know if they'll give them a pill, but they're not going to shoot guys up. They, they want you – if there's pain, they want you to feel it so you know if you've injured it worse. And, and that's what he has to be careful of. You know, we'll see. I, I don't think, you know, and Nick Sirianni speaks, uh, you know, he's speaking again today, speaking again. He's not going to give anything up. So we're not going to know what's tomorrow, Friday. <laughs> I lose track of the days. What's your we're expectation? Probably, Is he going to be out there for us? Yeah, gut feeling, yes or no? 
gut feeling, I think, because uh, he's going to try to gut it out. And, yes, I think he's going to be out there. Um, and Great. because they have enough people out there, you know, you can rotate him. You can put him in there. Yeah. You don't have to play him much. And uh, you want to try to – and then he's got two weeks after this. So if, if it gets kind of sore. So my gut, and I don't know uh, anything more – I mean, I see him walking around, but it's not like playing on a football field. It's, well, what about uh, what about Lane Johnson? Any lingering effects from actually performing in a game? You know what? I, I saw him limp off after the first series, and then he was fine after that. And I talked to one of the players after the game, and uh, he told me, he said, I said, how's Lane? He says, fine. He's fine. So I think yesterday's kind of a walkthrough day anyway. They, I don't even know how they put out an injury report. When you really don't do anything, it's it's almost like it's a projection. Right. So today is the day. If he's limited today, I'm still not worried. He is going to play. But you want to see him play at the level that he played last week. Now, he got a little bit of a break because they smoked those Giants. So he didn't have to play the whole game. Uh, this is going to be a tough game. So, um, I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to take it easy with him. Uh, he could be limited today. But he will play and he will gut it out whatever kind of uh, pain that he has i'm not i'm not worried about him getting out there you just want to see him last through the game how concerned are you with aj brown's mindset right now zero 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 i mean this is just this is and after the media was done with him yesterday I, i talked to him for a little bit he's actually a good guy and he really he's for the team this is you know playing with tennessee you'll he would have never had this opportunity to be this close to a Super Bowl. So he just – he's competitive and guys want the ball, but he's not T.O. selfish. He's not selfish. T.O. was selfish. You know, you go back to those days. It was all about T.O. Um, it was amazing. What a He's an interesting guy anyway. But, but A.J. Brown, he just wants to win. And there's times – it's like – he didn't do what Stefan Diggs did. Stefan Diggs didn't yeah. apologize for yeah, that was what bad. he did. That was bad. And that's bad for a team. He's not going to be that way. He wants the ball because there's times that he is open. The quarterback's not going to find every receiver that, that's open. And at times, he probably doesn't know what the quarterback sees all the time. And they don't – the one thing I've noticed about him through the season, and there's been a couple other times I've seen him upset – he doesn't really go to the quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts every once in a while comes in and say, okay, you know, we're good, we're good, we're good. But not that often. So he doesn't abuse his anger and let it permeate. And I'm okay with A.J. Brown. I am 100%. This guy can play, and I really believe just by his personality and by, by what he says that it's, it's the competitiveness and the will that he wants to win but he's not going to be disruptive. Can he be mad on – I've seen a man on the bench. I, and I see why sometimes when he, he shakes his head when he was open and the pass went another way. I get all that. He is a solid all right. teammate. Howard, let me ask you this. A couple years ago, you and I at the the, the, the banquet, Dr. Myers, um, and yep. you and Nick Bosa's father were kind of going at it a bit. You were taking <laughs> some shots at Ohio State. Ohio State, that's exactly so, right. So what's going on with you and Nick Bosa's father? Are you going to cross paths this weekend? Have you had any interactions in the last three years? Well, uh, no, and I'm looking forward. I'm hoping he comes <laughs> Uh, to the event this year so I can talk to him when the Eagles win. Uh, but the thing is, I didn't like Ohio State before because they had a creep and a cheater uh, as a head coach. Now I like their head coach. I mean, I, I know him from the days he was here with the Eagles. You know you, you know that you know that Nick Bosa's father could have squashed you with his thumb if he wanted to, right? I just want to make sure that's on the record. Yeah, but you know what? They don't, they don't screw around with the king. Just remember that. Uh, it's a nickname that, uh, unlike you, I didn't give myself. All right? You don't screw around with the Kings. Howard, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles going to the bowl? I think they are. But yeah. I'll tell you what, you better strap up. Uh, see, here's the way I look at it. I don't think San Francisco could score more than 21 points if they get to that point. I think the Eagles are going to be in the mid to high 20s. I, you this team doesn't allow teams to score. And as good as San Francisco's defense is, the Eagles will score in at least the mid-20s. 
They can't turn the ball over, and I think they'll be good with that. San Francisco has this great record when they get when they're plus two in turnovers. The Eagles have no shot of turning the ball over twice. Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl, and uh, yeah, I think it's. But you better strap up. It's okay. going to be a tight yeah, game. Yeah, it's going to be physical. It is. It's going to be fight. Fright afternoon. It won't be fright night, but it'll be fright oh, afternoon. Well, flight flight night was awful. It's when Stuart Bradley got hurt. All right, Howard, let's <laughs> let's wrap on a Ben Simmons front here. Um, what did you make ben of who? his yeah his performance last night? What did you make of it? And did you have any interactions with Ben before or after the game? No, I was going to go to the game after the Eagles practice, but the rain was going to be so bad. I said, Do I really want to get caught up in the rain? And the game was a seven thirty start, and it was supposed to rain heavy late. So I did not go. And, you know, as much as people think, oh, I connected with Ben Snow. But his game, he's doing what he's supposed to do. See, he's in a better situation there. First of all, he was always a stiff. All right? He wasn't you and so many other people. Oh, he's a generational player. It's just the nonsense. He was never, and I, I figured that from the beginning. So uh, they play all right. But the one thing I noticed, he was, whether it was switches or whatever, he was on Joel Embiid a lot. Joel Embiid shot thirty three percent last night. So you know he was he was overhyped. Joel got a little he got a little overhyped. Yeah, well, I don't don't make excuses. No, you know, no, it's not an it's not an excuse. I wish Joel had played better in the midst of being so hyped. I mean, he's he's got to channel that. Wait when, a minute, everybody's hyped. You play big games, so in the playoffs, he's not going to be hyped. No, he's going to be hyped. And my point is, you got to cha- manage that better. Yeah, you got to manage that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now he's just. See, he likes to bait people, and he couldn't he couldn't instigate when he's not shooting it that well. And the other guy, Ben Simmons, shouldn't. You know, he's too strong. It, it, I, I, I'm disappointed in the way he shot against him, but it doesn't matter. they got to play defense. How about the other team shot 64%? I know, I know. It's, it's, they got to play defense. Uh, but I they're mean, but they're playing good these days, Howard. They're on they're on a roll. I mean, well, with the, they played the Nets. You're allowed to, you're allowed to give the Sixers a compliment. It's James not, Harden looked pretty yeah, awesome. You are allowed to compliment them. And James Harden had six turnovers. Did you miss that? I saw. And him seven make six. a lot of plays too. All right, okay, King. Great. King, uh, great. Uh, knock yourself out. King, father time. King, two more, father two more. Time is still father time. Two more games and you got another ring. Stay well, Howard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, All right buddy. See. There he is, Thanks, the King Howard. Howard was part filibustering, part. I don't know what that was. I don't either, man. Like, I don't either. It was all over the place. Like, let's have some focus here. I don't know what we're doing, but, like, we got the NFC Championship game. I, it, it ain't that complicated. Jared Cameron, John Ritchie, up ahead. Ben Davis joins us. Ray Dittinger later in the hour as well on 94 WIP. It's pro football playoff time, the best time of the year. Pro, plus, pro and college hoops, hockey, and so much more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. The official sportsbook for the real Philly sports fan and the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. Bet player performances, touchdowns, passing yards, rushing yards, and with live Live in game betting, you can bet during the game, putting you right in the middle of the action. Check out our birds on Sunday, two and a half point favorites hosting San Francisco, the over under 46 and a half points, and Bet Park's futures bets on this year's pro football champion were plus 240. So, a $100 wager on the good guys to win it all pays 240 bucks. Join me now. New users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. All right, Jetta Camera and uh, John Ritchie on this Thursday afternoon, a day in which John said uh, about 45 minutes ago he's starting to get a little nervous. And I will say, so am I. And that's not an indication from my end that I feel any less confident in the Eagles to win. It's just, you know, let's be real. This thing gets real soon. And, you know, I mean, think of it this way. They're either going to be in the Super Bowl Sunday night, they're going to reach the Super Bowl, or the season's going to be over. I mean, talk about a, 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 a big high or a big low. I mean, it's one way or the other. So we are obviously getting excited, but nerves are a part of the process, especially as you get closer to kickoff. I can't imagine it ending, uh, and, and that is a – it that happens. is a possibility. And you've experienced it, I, I think it, it's John. unlikely. As a player, you've experienced it. I have it. lost in the conference championship game twice. 
AFC in 2000. Right. Uh, NFC in 2003. Three, yeah. And that was the, the most gut-wrenching, the, the, I mean, the most devastated I've ever been uh, after losing that game in mm-hmm. the, the first time. Because you don't ever consider the negative outcome at any point in the preparation for this game. As a player. As a player. Yeah, because yeah. we are different as I fans. I was blindsided, completely yeah. blindsided. I think I told you the story. My whole family comes out to Oakland to, to watch us play the, the Ravens. Uh, I was I, I was a mess. I, I ended up, uh, they went back to my house. I was living in Berkeley at the time, and I was sitting alone in my truck in Tilden Park crying wow. until the sun went down. Wow. I was just, I, I was unprepared. Fascinating. I, I could not imagine losing this game. Yeah. Speaking of the game, today's Twitter poll question of the day, because Eagles have two big advantages in it, the home field and, and Hurts. Which is a bigger advantage for the Eagles Sunday? Is it A, the home field advantage, or B, that Jalen Hurts is the Eagles quarterback while Brock Purdy is the Niners quarterback? You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. All right, let's welcome in. Uh, he's been a guest of our show many, many times. And, and by the way, Ray Dittinger joins us coming up in about 20 minutes. But we, we announced last week, and we're very excited about it, that uh, Ben Davis is going to be part of our show when we get to the mornings. You know, regularity, the way Angelo through the years has had a rotation of, uh, you know, experts from different uh, and often, you know, former athletes or, team, you know, coaches or general managers from the different sports. And, and we're going to have a very similar sort of model in that regard. And it was very obvious for us when we kind of sized up. Like, who, who do we want to have in here? We want Ben Davis in here. And Ben Davis is specifically in here today as we get closer to the morning show debut. And, Ben, first off, thank you. Second off, congratulations. Third off, I don't know what you're doing thinking of working with John Ritchie. It's, hello, Ben. I could not be happier to be here. Honestly, this is, uh, this is well, congratulations to you guys Thanks, as well. Man. Thank you. Obviously, uh, well-deserved, but I, I just could not be happier. And uh, just looking forward to, to get going with Thanks. you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Ben, you know what we do. I mean, look, we're going to be talking sports. Eagles, Phil, Sixers, Flyers. I, like, it's that, but it's also like, let's just have some fun. That's it. You know, it's, it's really not that complicated. Let's just have some fun, have some laughs. Uh, have some insight. Now, obviously, about eighty-seven percent of the insight like Joe's weird comes from me. Uh, oh. You know, mm-hmm. but, but hey, listen. I mean, it, there's a lot going on. And so, for those that don't know, Ben will, will frequently text us during the show. You know, me, John, James, and Ben have had a uh, you know private text thread through the years, and and he he gets it. You know, you know, and so he it's makes just, fun of you a lot in that thread. Which there's we some appreciate. of that. Yeah. I some would of that. Never. And then I'll just and I'll, I'll hit him back with the hammer emoji, and that's my way of saying it. it. Back off there, Big Ben. Like, I, I got you. Like, just settle down. Big Ben. Settle down. Settle down. Um, so, Ben, as, as obviously someone who's primarily known through the world of baseball, you know, Phillies announcer through the years, uh, you know, analyst and, and of course, uh, game announcer, but from your playing days as a baseball player, as a catcher, but also, and I think most people know this, grew up in the area. Mm-hmm. Eagles fan. Yeah. Sixers fan, Flyers fan. I mean, what are you, how pumped are you, and what are you thinking about Sunday, Eagles, Niners? Because you and I are about the same age. Mm-hmm. We haven't, we've had some really good seasons, but we haven't had too many of these where it's like win and you're in the Super Bowl, lose and you're crushed. What do you think? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Well, we've had, we've had these seasons are few and far between, but yeah. this one just seems so special. Yeah. And listening to you guys, as I do every day, and listen on the way in today, I hear John saying, I'm starting to get a little nervous. I, I think it's, it's not so much a nervousness as it is anxious. You're just, yeah. You yeah. want it to be it's here. It's a different way now. You yeah. want it to be here now. Yeah. And you want, to, you want to see that link filled and going crazy. And you just you want it now, but we still have a couple of days to go. Yeah. And I think that's where we're at as a, as a city right now. It'll be interesting, John. If, if, if it's second quarter, and this is a likelihood, second quarter, it's with the game's within three points. It's going to get a little tight. It's going to be a tight. Game. I mean, it's going to be a tight yeah, game. Yeah. I mean, it's just what it's. it's these are two they really will good make teams. Plays they, they're they're the best team we've played by a large margin. They will make plays on us. We'll make plays on them. It's not going to be just free and easy like we just saw right. thirty-eight to seven. Very different feel for this. Yeah, one. I mean, James, you know, we've talked about this through the year. There have been very few, if not zero, moments this year when it felt. When I felt nervous. Yeah. They either won comfortably or lost a game where kind of like didn't really matter. Yeah. Totally. This, this is weird, but it gets real on Sunday, man. It is a 
It is a showdown. All right, so Ben, obviously, on all the sports, and again, from from here, you know, institutional knowledge, Philly sports. Ben, obviously, for you, though, I mean, baseball. We're going to have a huge, heavy lean on you, particularly in the baseball season. Mm-hmm. Ruben's part of the show. You're part of the show. Um, obviously, we won't go heavy on the Phils today, but just looking forward to spring training, man. I mean, that's that's coming up. Right around the corner. I always tell people the Super Bowl is my favorite game of the year. And they're like, why? It's a football game. I said, because spring training is, yeah. is right next to it. Let me so. ask you one Phillies question, yeah. then we'll get right to the phones and all the Eagles calls. Someone said to me last week, I don't even remember who, but someone said to me, Trey Turner is a better baseball player than Bryce Harper. Oof. Do you agree with that or not? No, I don't. Uh, I think Bryce Harper is, is a generational type player. Trey Turner is very dynamic and can beat you in a lot of ways. He's going to be a great addition to this ball club. I'd, I wouldn't put him past Bryce Harper. Okay. I mean, it is amazing to add a player, though, that is perhaps near. I mean, because he, he does run the bases. and He's dynamic. And, and defensively at a more important defensive position. Mm-hmm. And Bryce is a tremendous right fielder. But, I mean, Trey Turner, shortstop. All right, so uh, Ben, I part of the so show. I so much I want to ask about Trey Turner now. But I know <laughs> that we got, yeah. right, one, more, one more Trey Turner question. What do you Are they going to actually lead him off? I hope so. Really? Is it any question? I hope so. Why is there deliberation on this? Because Schwerber likes to lead off. We heard, it, we heard that all last year. But Trey Turner, I think, has to be at the top of that lineup. I'd like to play quarterback in the NFL. I didn't have the ability to play quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Schwarber doesn't have the ability to lead off that Trey Turner has. Right. What, he hit 46 home runs last year at 92 RBIs or something, something like that? I mean, that's that's yeah. hard to do. It's ridiculous. It's hard to do. By the way, one other quick question in the call. I got to tell you, Ben, like, I don't get it. You're wearing a hat. I mean, you got this, like, hair that is you're famous for your, you're famous for your hair your and your chin, and you're covering up one of the two with a hat. Like, what's the deal, man? Well, off-season, I wear a hat every day. Every day. <laughs> I even wear a hat to mask, and then I just take it off when I go inside. Yeah, baseball yeah, guy yeah. wearing a baseball hat. You know, I I had read. I was very nervous about going bald my whole life. My mm-hmm. parents were telling me I was I would be bald. I read that wearing a baseball hat can actually accelerate that process. Really, breaking hairs off. I have yeah, heard that stunting the the growth of yes. the follicles and things like that. Hmm. Maybe I don't maybe think the you sun have to worry. You don't get the sun. The sun doesn't get to the hair. Maybe. You generate growth in a way yeah. that scientifically we don't understand. It I'm stepping not. out of that. I was about to say, yeah. science Joe, yeah. chime in. Here we go. <laughs> what is that, photosynthesis with, with plants? Is that what that is? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we have our own form yes, of photosynthesis. Sure. So we just Scientists haven't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494. All right, so welcome to Ben. Let's go to Fred right now in Springfield. Eagles and Niners in three days. What's up, Fred? Uh, I'd take Ben's hair in a heartbeat. I know. Um, <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> Hair. I got two. I got two advantages. I think for the Eagles that I'd like to hear about your comments on, and then I think I got an idea, or at least I could propose an idea why we don't get respected. But okay. you know, isn't our healthy, rested veteran defensive line group, you know, eight or nine guys, isn't that an advantage over San Francisco's line in total as a group? Yes. I believe so. Even though Bosa has the best player up there, uh, the Eagles right. have the best collection of players. Does it does it you know present an advantage to the fact that we've got a lot of good players that are playing for a a, a contract next year? I don't like think. Bradbury, I, yeah, I, but I think they're past that point. I, I don't. I, I don't think that's a, a thing for yeah. this Sunday. Bradbury has put on tape what he needed to. Sanders has. You know, Kazir White faded a little bit as the year went on, but mo- most of the guys you're referring to, T.J. Edwards. This is a more noble level. Like this is a motivation of for a world championship at this point, right? You know, those those contract things. You, the postseason, you're on a different pay scale anyway. You know, it, your totally. contract doesn't even apply. These guys are just out there doing everything they can to yeah. to make yeah make a memory. Fred, as long as they don't get injured, all those guys are getting paid. I mean, different amounts of money, but they're going to get yeah. paid. But yeah, okay, I get it. Fred, um, give me a big answer. So, who's who's naturally funny without being an me, actual let comedian? Me, let, let me ask you a question about like um, you know, the national attention to us first, yep. real quick. Yep. Dodgers, Orioles, Blue Jays, you know, Celtics, Lakers, Bucks, Panthers. I mean, that's traumatizing history to me. Yep. And are we seen as a kind of a loser town to, to other towns? Does the yeah. national media yeah. see that? And 
Yeah, I think I think there. Listen, I don't know that plays into this one, but I'll say mm-hmm. this: we know that our town has only won two titles in the last uh, thirty-nine seasons amongst the four teams, and, and I don't. It's it's hard to do, man. It's hard to have four teams going across close to forty years. That's close to one hundred and sixty seasons worth of sports. Take out the strike in '94. Take out the you know the one hockey season that didn't happen. You're talking about about one hundred fifty-five, one hundred fifty-six seasons, and only two championships. That's, yeah. I'll tell you what, it scars me. But, but that doesn't hey, hey. That, that shouldn't affect the way people view this team and their potential. It shouldn't, for but it could. Fred, give me give me an answer, man. Who's funny without being a comedian? It's been 54 years since um, um, the Philly fan snowballed Santa. Well, what's that mean? I mean, when are they going to let that go? Let's see right, go by, wouldn't it? I got you, buddy. I got you. Appreciate the phone call. Let's go to Tom in Abington right now. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? Great, Tom. So at the risk of sounding like Jose's from Norristown, I am loving me some George's Niang. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the way he punked Simmons last night, that was that was just, it was artful. I really appreciated it. Well, that's a couple times now, right? Because the first game, I think Niang was the guy that was kind of getting in there. Niang's spicy, man. He is. He is. Yeah, yeah. That, that was fantastic watching that unfold last night. I think the Sixers are a pretty good squad this year. I'm liking what I'm seeing from James Harden. I, I'm shocked. You know, Tom, he had a great game last night, and he had a, he had a moment at the end. I think it was about a minute left. Uh, he drove past his defender t- to the rim. Layup. It was real smooth. It was real easy, and it was in a big spot. It might have been about a two-point game when he made that move. That was what he was not maybe physically capable of doing last year in the playoffs. Mm. Whether it was because of injury or being not in proper shape, that was missing. And and he's got an uh, an explosiveness back right now that was a hallmark of his game for a decade and is critical for this team to reach the heights we hope they reach. So, it's, That's it's looking good. It is looking pretty good. So when it comes to the Eagles, I'm the opposite of you there, John. I am actually gaining confidence with every day. Um, so this is gonna, yeah, this is going to be a bloodbath. It's, it's just going to be who can outlast the other team. And I think we have every advantage going into it uh, along those lines. You know, uh, they have to travel across the country. We have an extra day rest. We seem to be healthier than them. And then, of course, the cherry on top. Hurts over Purdy. Yep. Yeah. Big. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. huge. I agree Very with confident. you. I, and I do. I, I think that the attrition term does apply. We've watched the 49ers in their last game sort of mm-hmm. bang their heads against the wall in their run game against the Dallas Cowboys until finally they broke through and sort of wore them down. That is something yeah. that we pride ourselves on, second halves, running the ball. And, uh, you know, both defenses just so sturdy. And and that doesn't seem to happen uh, to either of these defenses, which yeah, this, which is going to break. Yeah, this Tom, will give, be the best game Tom, of the year. Give me a big yeah. answer, man. Who's funny without being a comedian? Well, my favorite caller into the whip. I, I got to go with Black Pretty. He is very funny, man. That's a good answer right there. You know, John. Speaking of that game last awesome. week, I mean, San Fran won, and congrats to them. Credit to them, and they're a very good team. But two things in that game, if they went the other way, Dallas could have could have won. One. If Diggs had intercepted that pass, there were a couple dropped interceptions. Right, but that one was but big. That one was because it, it led to a touchdown. Led, yeah, seven points. And two, I mean, we won't know. But if Tony Pollard hadn't gotten hurt, man, I mean that that really that was the end of the first half. And, and he was, he's probably he might have been their best skill position player this year on offense. I mean, either either oh, him or it's him or Lamb. CD Lamb. Uh, but Pollard's pretty good, they man. Let, they don't let Tony Pollard be as great as he should be because they're paying Zeke so much. Yeah which is a shame, probably not going to be the case yeah, any longer. Yeah, they're going to have to cut that off at some point here. Let's go to Nick in South Philadelphia. Nick, you're on WIP. Yo, what's up, guys? Hi, Nick. Yeah, man, look, I just want to say something real quick. Look, this ain't the time to be nervous. We got to be happy that Jalen Hurts did what we asked him to do. Man. He, the offseason, this guy turned into an elite player. He's playing amazing football. The Eagles looking real great right now. Yeah. So we can't be mad at him. And we're an underdog, we're an underdog city. I actually don't want him to win this MVP. I want him to prove to us why he should have won the MVP. Mm. Well, that could help. It helped, you, it helped 2017 Eagles, not on the quarterback front in the playoffs per se, but that underdog sort of thing. I mean, that's that's real stuff, man. Yeah, because if you want to be the best, you got to beat Well, the Nick, best. look at last week, man. People all through the Delaware Valley were, were doubting me and beat the hammer. And, you know, John and Ben, though, I, I came through. Like, people doubt you, you rise up. 
So yep, it's, exactly. it's, it's how you do what you do. It's what you, you don't do. have to agree with what that. What you man. do. And, and all I'm hearing all week is the 49ers defense, the defense, defense. But it's, it's, people can say, well, they never played a team like us neither. Yeah. I mean, they did play – they played Kansas. I mean, but they lost – they let them throw 44 points. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, they got great – they had a great season, but they haven't been playing elite offenses neither. So, they're going to come to the link. This is going to be a hard game for their quarterback. Yeah, they, but – but, right, but I will say they, they did a nice job against Dallas last week. I mean, that's not an exceptional Cowboys offense, but it's pretty darn good, and they held them to 12 points. And that's, that's <laughs> very impressive. But Dak didn't look like a, a he didn't look like his usual self. No. He didn't look like a great quarterback. No, he, he didn't. His, but some of that is San Fran created some of that. Some of it, not all of it. Yeah, I mean it's a scary it is a scary team to play against. But like I said, this is a young quarterback, and he's playing against a, a D line that got a lot of seniority. They're gonna scare this guy. Yep. All right, Nick, give me a big answer. Who's funny without being a comedian? Anybody that think the Eagles gonna lose this season? <laughs> you got it, man. <laughs> By the way, the Diddy Ray J- Dinninger in about uh, seven minutes or so will join us. Now Ben is joining us. Ben Davis here. Ben, before we go any further, I just got to get you on the record. Uh-huh. Beat, beat the hammer. Yes. Do you root for the hammer? You root against the hammer. I always root for the hammer. Wow. And thank that's, you. That's a God's honest truth. John Richie, the floor oh, is I, yours. I, I, what I, do you got to say for yourself, understand. little chump? I, I like the peacocking after a W. That's what I enjoy the most. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's how you do. That's, <laughs> what, that's you, what you do. That's what you do. Well, we didn't get that after this last one. That's a good point. Yeah, I did this subdued. whole Barry Sanders hand the ball to the ref. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, that's what, what anyone wants that? when you win. Sometimes like, you got to just, you know. Like, we literally had callers saying they were only rooting for you this specific week because they missed the celebrations. Yeah. And you're like, eh. I don't yeah. care about you. But I get this radio thing. Celebration. I, yeah, but I tease them for the next week. It's like, listen tomorrow. Like, just like settle down, everybody. Like, all in due time. Like, uh, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Joe DeCamera, you are officially a jackass. I don't know about all that. That's a, that's a, little, that's, uh, that's a little rude. Let's go to Jimmy in Hatboro. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, guys. How are you? I got some uh, some good news for you here. Good. The, the Eagles will not lose. Um, let me explain something here. Chicago, Seattle, Denver, Rams, Carolina, Atlanta, Kansas City, Rams, L.A., Arizona. Right, hold on. What are we? What are we doing? Are we doing San Fran schedule? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, when the 49ers played the Seattle Seahawks in the beginning of the game, Geno Smith tore apart that defense in the RPO. And the head coach, he got away from it. He started running the ball off tackle around the end. He started trying to throw the deep ball, which, by the way, Geno hit a couple. They have nobody to defend against. We got a star here. And they have nobody to run, to block our RPO, to mix it up. We're going to run the RPO, stick it down their throats. And after that, what will happen is, in between that, we're going to screen out to wicked fast running backs, and then that's going to open up that deep ball because they're going to play up, and we will win by seven to nine points. What do you think? Be a wonder, look, I, seven to nine might be a little ambitious, but I, I think the Eagles will win, Jimmy, and I think they will primarily win because Jalen Hurts gives them an advantage coupled with all that other parts you just talked about that will rule the day. I do believe that. I really the don't. RPO is going to so dismantle their confidence. That's what's going to happen. Man, Jimmy, I I, I love the enthusiasm and the belief. Uh, I I know that D'Amico Ryan's is going to be gone from San Francisco after this season ends because other people know how smart he is and he's a great defensive coordinator. I have been worried all year long, and we've talked about it at times. What? Our, t- our defense is start- starting to figure this out, that they can dictate to us what we do. I haven't in seen our it RPO yet, though. Stuff. I've seen it in limited quantities. Very limited. I expect we will see it more against the best defense in the NFL. You know, when, when you say that they don't have any answers, I agree with you. We have built-in options that Jalen can get to, but – we got to give them some credit too. That was that was the best defense in the in the league this N, this this NFL season, and I I don't know how it's going to look exactly. And then they're going to have to be adjusting on the sidelines, and this is uh, it's going to be nip and tuck. All right, Jimmy, great answer, man. Who's funny without being a comedian? 
Absolutely. Jason Kelsey. Uh, he's a little funny, yeah. I think that's a decent answer. I don't think he's quite as funny as some of these other people, but he's he's pretty, he's pretty solidly funny. I mean, some of it is he's just also intense, so it comes off as funny to see when he's just being him. How would you how would you guys I don't know that it's funny. I, I think it's uh charismatic, really smart and unique. Like take him chugging the beer. Okay, so at the Phillies game in the playoffs, mm-hmm. he he's goes just on the real. He go he's it is real. real. Yes, he's real. He's real. So when he goes on the field and chugs the beer, and I think he might have done that with the fanatic if I'm yes. remembering right. So would you would you call that funny? No, I would agree with John. It's charismatic. He's a, yeah. He's a, he's a leader. <laughs> yeah, he's a leader. Really, yeah. It really is, man. Yeah. Let me ask you this question, Ben. You've, you know, you've experienced all these teams through the years. Mm-hmm. Went out to San Diego. For, where were you in your career? San Diego and where else? San Diego in the big league. San Diego, Seattle, and Chicago. White San Sox. Diego. Okay. Yep. And of course, some minor league stops, different spots along the way. All right. But you know, you totally get the Philadelphia sports thing. How close? In your opinion, is Kelsey to Doc in the way, in the reverence? Like, Doc was in a unique category of reverence. Still is. Still is. Oh, of course, when I say was, still is. Very few have reached that. Julius Irving reached that. Very few have reached the top echelon of reverence. Um, I don't think Jalen, I don't think Jason Kelsey. Is as good a center as Doc was safety, but it's kind of close. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both going to be Hall of Famers. How close is he? I think he's close. I don't think he'll ever reach that Dawkins, that where where he is. Because um, Doc, Doc was, because I've seen this. I've, I, we're, we're people, you know, people come up to Brian and it's like, yo, my father died. We we buried in the casket with him your jersey. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's I've been that's in his deep. presence a couple times. He was on air with us uh, last year or two years ago, and we actually was great because we had the two best number twenties ever. We had Dawkins yeah, and Schmidt in the booth with us, <laughs> and it was just being in his presence. I mean, you want after you get done talking to him, you want to go th- run through a wall. I know, and I think Kelsey has that. I just don't think he has the Dawkins at, at that at that level. Not the same intensity, but no one has that intensity no. that Doc had. Has. No, I, I agree, but it. I will say he's close. it's getting kind of close. Yeah, he's close. I think it's different. Uh, I mean, guys, he's got this speech going for him, which no one else has. He also has a ring. That well, matters. The, the ring I and mean, the speech. part of the speech, but yeah. he does have a ring. That yeah. matters in this. It does. It, it does. All right, let's welcome in our uh, our next guest, Joe Cameron, John Ritchie, Ben Davis with us, and so too as he is every Thursday during the playoffs. Um, and what a joy to have him back for this Eagles playoff run. The birds looked absolutely awesome last week. Now it matters even more now because now you got to play even better football against better opponents. The Diddy has seen a lot of football, Mister Ray Diddinger. Ray Diddy, sir, how are you? I'm good, Joe. How are you doing? Ray, I'm great. Ray, that game, and, and we won't spend too much on it because it's really about Eagles Niners. But that game last Saturday night allayed for me a lot of fears. What Hurts could give him in the playoffs, whether the team could, you know, just get hit the switch back on, how Goddard would look. I mean, Ray, that was the kind of performance that reminded me why in October and November I thought the Eagles were going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, for at that point in the season, the first half of the season, they were far and away the best team in football. There wasn't really even much of a discussion. Uh, but a lot changed with that game in Chicago. You know, a lot changed when Jalen Hurts got injured. And then Lane Johnson getting injured after that. There was a lot of questions about, you know, how much of that early season team still remained. And you're right. I think uh, what you saw Saturday night helped a lot of people sleep sleep better. Yeah. <laughs> because cause they, uh, you know, John John and I were talking um, when we were sitting next to each other during the Angelo show before the game. Um, and John was far more confident than I was. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be a dogfight. I really thought it was going to be t- one of those old old school NFC East postseason dogfights. Uh, I thought the Eagles would win, but I thought it was going to be you know into the fourth quarter, you know, kind of back and forth. And John said, "No, I don't see it. I think the Eagles are just a much better team, and you're going to see it Saturday night." And proved to be right. I mean, yeah. from that first drive, I mean, eight play, seventy five yards, seven nothing. 
game's pretty much over. <laughs> I mean, I mean, once they established their control of the line of scrimmage, the Giants didn't have any answers. Yeah. Well, and, and and the second drive, eight plays, oh, totally. however many yards, another touchdown. Once we were up by two, it was just like we took them out of their comfort zone. Completely. It yeah. was over. But, Completely. Ray, this- I, you know, and, you, well, and we had talked about this before, but – the Giants just don't have the weapons yeah. to come from behind against a good team. I mean, once it was 14 nothing, the game really was over. The rest, the last three quarters were really just for filling up the stat sheet. The game was over at 14 yeah. nothing. Yeah. So, Ray, this is a totally different animal now. I mean, I, I think more than maybe many years, it just feels like there are some elite teams. There are a couple fraud squads that made the playoffs, and then there's everyone else. I mean, San Fran, in your opinion, Ray, is how good and poses how much of a threat to the Eagles? They're very good, and the threat is very real. Uh, they are uh, they're really good. I mean, they're, they're good on both sides of the ball. Um, their defense is the best in the league. Um, their offense is dangerous because they have some dynamic playmakers and they have a really good play caller in Kyle Shanahan. Um, and, you know, they're coming in here with 12 wins in a row. And a lot of confidence. You know, and this is a team they've been in this spot before. They've been to the conference championship game what three of the last four years. So so this is not unfamiliar to them. And the other thing is, you know, one of the themes that you've heard all week, and I understand why people are saying it is oh, home field advantage, home field advantage. They gotta come to the link. They gotta play us here. Well, you know, for the last four or five years, forty ers have been the best road team in football. Um twenty twenty five and eleven on the road last four years. So they don't you know, walking into a Walking into a hostile environment is nothing that they haven't proven that they can deal with before. So, um, for all of those reasons, they're a very, very, they're a very good team, um, and I can see why a lot of people view this as a pick 'em kind of game. I mean, the the one factor you keep coming back to, if you try to match the two teams up, the one factor that you you come coming back to is the disparity of quarterback. Yeah, you know, you got Jalen Hurts, who's a legit MVP candidate. Again, against Brock Purdy, who's, um, you know, a seventh-round seventh round draft pick rookie. Uh, and you got to like the Eagles a lot in that one. And when you come down to a big game, very often the quarterback is the difference. So aside from Purdy, uh, it, what is the weakness that the, four, the 49ers have that we can focus on and capitalize upon? It is their secondary. You know, I, I – you can make plays in the passing game against them. Um, it's not easy because they get such great pressure from the front seven. Right. You know, they, I mean, they, they bring a lot of pressure. Uh, but if you can protect, uh, and with the receivers that the Eagles have, they can make plays uh, against the 49ers secondary. I mean, the 49ers are the number one defense in the league, but they were 20th against the pass. So that you can make plays against them. It's not easy because of how good the other guys are. Uh, they don't give you a whole lot of time to look down the field, but – if the Eagles can protect Hurts, uh, and with Smith and Goddard and Brown as his receivers working against this secondary, that's a matchup that heavily favors the Eagles, I think. It's great to see Goddard looking good again, Ray. I mean, he he was beastly in that game. Yeah, yeah, he, he's, he's a good player. And he when, when you look at... When you look at the, the way the Eagles are constructed and the way if you're trying to approach them as a defensive coordinator would and you're looking at that system and you're looking at those players and you're looking at those formations and you're trying to figure out how am I going to deploy my people, um, it's, you, you, start with, you start with Hertz. You start with their ability to run, um, their willingness to run. Then in the passing game, you start with Brown and then you go to Smith. And and then it's it's sort of like Goddard will just deal with him the best we can, mm-hmm. but he's much better than that. You know, I mean, he's on some teams he would probably be your number one option. Here he's number three, so you put him into the rest of that. You put him into the rest of that mix, healthy and playing well like yeah. he is right now. I mean, he had a really big game uh, against the Giants, which I kind of thought based on when you saw what Hawkinson did to the Giants defense the week before. Yep. Uh, how much the tight end wore out that Giants defense in that game. I kind of thought that he would have a big game here, and he did. And I think he could have another big game Sunday. Shout out to Cameron, John Ritchie, Ray with us, Ben Davis as well to the phones. Let's talk to uh, to Brian right now in Clifton Heights. Hi, Brian. Hey, guys. What's up, man? How you doing? Great, Brian. Good. I'm, you know, listening to a lot of, you know, a lot of the guests, you know, you change kind of your, uh, what you want to bring up, but, you know, just start it all off with uh, Jalen and, uh, you know, you know, he, you know, you know, he 
has a great team and a great, you know, supporting staff. And but he he excelled in it. He accepted that, you know, and he whatever tools he got, he's using them to the best of his ability, and he's excelling. That's all you can do. I mean, yeah, does he have a great team? Sure, he does. You know, in the future when he loses players because of free agency, how's he going to succeed? We'll have to see, you know. And, you know, and, I mean, even if you look, everybody says Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. But guess what? Patrick Mahomes plays for a coach who's probably the best quarterback coach there is. You know, if he was drafted in, say, by Urban Meyer, how do you know how Patrick Mahomes would be? You know, so – you know, you know, he puts him in a True. position to win. But I, but Brian, I will say, no, Brian, your point on Reed is right. But I will say, Jalen does have a big advantage. I mean, you listen to the way Ray just went through that roster of receivers, and then you consider not that Miles is exceptional, but he's solid. But then the offensive line is exceptional. I mean, there is there is an advantage there. So, you know, that's where it makes it tricky. Oh, I think his phone just cracked up. But that's where it does make it a little tricky. It's sort of. Yeah, I, Ray. As you were talking, I was rifling through my head. I, who's had a big advantage with with players around him? Randall in '98 with Chris Carter, Randy Moss, Robert Smith, and a great offensive line. Kurt Warner, John, with the Rams. Guys, I mean, mm-hmm. now listen. Kurt Warner's, I believe, a legit Hall of Fame, but it does help to have Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt and Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk, right? I mean, so <laughs> you know, and, and and sometimes someone will call in and say, "Oh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice." Was well, like, hold on a second here. He did. He also won two Super Bowls before he had Jerry Russ. I mean, Joe Montana won a Super Bowl in 1981. I forget the exact yardage, but I think it was only like five or 600 yards for their leading rusher that year. It was Whatever it was, it wasn't high. No way. It was pretty low. So, no, um, I think no, Craig. No, I think that, no Craig, Craig came later. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, uh, you look, yeah, they, they did not have many playmakers on that first team. Wow. They really, yeah. they, they, they really did. So that's impressive, you know? And so in time, we are going to find out more about Hurts when he has less around him, and he will at some point. Um, I think it's fascinating talking about that team, talking about the 1981 Bill Walsh, this West Coast concept yeah. where teams just didn't know what to do. Back then, a lot of defense was very static. You know, it was uh, – three deep and, and a three, four up front. And he was taking advantage of the way defenses were constructed with the way he short passed and then run yep. after the catch. Ray, how similar is it that we are onto something with the way we run offense that no one's really able to, you know, put their finger on how to stop it properly. Yeah, it's very similar. It, it's, it's very, it's very, very similar. Um, I did a, a book, oh man, years ago, uh, called Game Plans for Success, where I sat down with 10 NFL head coaches and went through their whole methodology, how they built their team, how they Jeez. called a game, uh, and with the idea being, are there lessons in there that the average guy can take into his life or into his business or into his corporation? That was what we were trying. We were trying to tie football together with business world. It was actually the first book of its kind. Like Pat Riley did one later and stuff, but we were actually kind of the first. And Walsh was one of the ten coaches. And I spent a couple of days with him, and he sat down with me at a desk, and he went through his whole offense, how it was, how he drew it up, how he created it, how he designed it. Um, and well, what struck me was how simple it was. You know, when when he laid it out for you, you're look at you, you. You think West Coast offense, you think there's there's a yeah. million layers to it, right? Yeah. And it's actually very simple. I mean, the print, the basic principles of it are very simple. Yeah, you know I that agree. whole sort of triangle passing game where he kind of stretches the field between two defenders, and there's always going to be one guy open. Spacing, yeah, the concepts. It was yeah. just it was once he explained it to me, the mister that, and I saw it through it. I said, "Wow, this is really simple." And he said, "Yeah, it is." He said, yeah. "But it helps when you have Joe Montana quarterback too." <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, to Scott and King. Oh, by the way, last caller, his phone cracked up, but he got to James offline, and he said. Uh, Gronk was his answer, which is a pretty good answer. A very good answer. Who's yeah. funny without being a comedian? That's a good answer. Scott and King of Prussia. Hi, Scott. Hey, greetings, everybody. Greetings, Scott. All right. Um, ben, I had a, a few questions for you, a two-part question. Would you move Boom to first base? And in doing so, do you see Sosa as a capable, everyday starting player? 
I would uh, answer your second question first. I don't think Sosa. I, th I like him off the bench with his legs, and I think he p can play a lot of different infield positions. Uh, Boehm, obviously, it's only going to depend on whether they move Hoskins or not. And I think – I don't know if Dombrowski will move Hoskins, but I think he's de definitely entertaining – uh, that possibility. Do you think they're past the still. point, though? Yeah, it's, that's the question. Do you think that's still to be determined in the next month, or they've crossed the point where it's like, okay, like we're at ninety-eight percent. Reese is back. I would never put anything past Dave Dombrowski. Hmm. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I would not put anything past him. He's he's a mastermind. Oh, yeah. He's the ultimate team builder. And if he thinks he can make the team better by moving Hoskins, then he'll do it. I just assumed that because <laughs> it, so much time has elapsed that so they, have they I. were set. Yeah. Now maybe that's we'll a foolish roster. assumption, but you know it's. Uh, hey, Scott, give me a big answer, man. Who's funny without being a Wait, comedian? Can, can I ask Ben another question? Uh, sure, sure, please do. All right, Ben. Whatever yes. happened to the maroon Mustang? The maroon Mustang that that rusted mm -hmm. out. We, we had to get rid of that. That's what we had in, in the high school. We had a 1968 Mustang. <laughs> really? Yeah, we drove that. Was your forth. car? It was. It was awesome. That's an amazing car. 68. Was it a stick? No, it was not. It was. Yeah, it was an automatic. But uh, but that yeah, it, it rusted out. We had vehicle. to get rid of it. Yeah. All right, Scott, give me a big answer, man. James Alexander Seinfeld. Jason Alexander. Well, in Seinfeld, yeah, he was, and he's certainly not a stand-up comedian. I'm more. In, I'm just being honest. I'm more interested in the real person in life instead of the depiction of a character in a show. That's just me. John, you want to vote for a character? You know, a guy playing a character. Go for it. But uh, you know, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. And up ahead, we'll get to the AJ Brown audio. Uh, John referenced it um, in, in the conversation with Howard about you know what AJ Brown said yesterday and um, whether he's eh, coming off as a little selfish at this time of the year or not. We'll dive into that topic. We'll rock all the calls. Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Hey, if you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, well, now is the time to get in on the action with FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. New customers, bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. That's when you sign up using promo code HAMMER. Obviously, so many different ways you can bet using promo code HAMMER. I mean, as simple as, you know, Philly San Fran, Obviously, you look to their spot, Kansas City and Cincinnati, but all the ways within the game, including passing yards for the quarterbacks, rushing yards for the running backs, who's going to score touchdowns and more, money line, point spreads, player props and more. It's all there for you, including the chance to build a same-game parlay and have a bigger payout with FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 94WIP. So sign up using promo code HAMMER, place your first $5 bet, you'll get $150 in free bets, win or lose. That's an amazing deal. When you sign up using promo code HAMMER to make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.